everybody, and welcome back to today's podcast. Isn't it just a wonderful, wonderful day to be alive? Well, I know you might be thinking, Taylor, do you really think you can just go on here, waltz around the microphone, and make another podcast when you feel like it? Because we've been waiting. Well, Yes, I acknowledge that. And you guys, I'm sorry. School was extremely busy this semester. I've learned so much and grown in so many ways. And in order for that to happen, I did have to a lot, a lot of my time for school and for school work. And the podcast had to go on the back burner. I hate to say it, but what I will say, you guys, is how encouraged I felt after reading all of your guys' messages, your emails, and... um just the way that you guys say that the podcast has helped your life um, and help you in your walk with Christ. So thank you for sending those over. I cannot stress enough how much those mean to me. And I thought I might as well give you a little life update, okay? Because I'm assuming that, you know, part of the reason why you uh, like listening to the podcast is because you, um, <clears throat> you like me. Uh... I know I probably shouldn't have put that out there because some of you guys are shaking your head right now. Okay, I get it. You're here. You're here for the Lord. And yes, that is the right reason. So rebuke me. Rebuke me right now. But if you are interested in a little life update, I thought I might um, just throw that in there for those of you who care. Um, So yes, I finished my first semester of college. I am engaged. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, tell me why my sister's over there laughing too. Yeah, I just figured I would cut right to the chase. No, I'm single. I'm completely single. And if you heard my sister's last podcast last week, there is purpose in your singleness, okay? And shout out to our guest, Molly, for being on that. Molly is a v- extremely wise woman, although she wouldn't say it because she's humble and that is one of her great traits. Um, but yes, I am single. Um, I graduated. Oh. Hello, I'm getting carried away. I graduated for one semester, and I suppose I have about a hundred to go. It's hard to count at this point, but I'm definitely at the bottom of the mountain. Um, and now I'm on winter break. Um, so I just fast forwarded my semester there in about one second. Yep, it was a good semester. I've I'm making friends. Um, I'm actually going to be in a singing group next semester, and I'm really pretty nervous about that. So if you could pray for me. That'd be great. Um, but yes, um, I'm on winter break right now. And you know what? Winter break is a great time of reflection and just a time where we can really slow down and focus on learning what we want to learn in the Bible and focusing on really growing and challenging ourselves in certain areas that maybe we didn't have time before the winter break. And for those of you that are not technically on winter break right now, I'm sorry, but you know, definitely don't forget to give yourself a Sabbath. That's extremely important. My sister has suffered in the past from burnout and severe exhaustion where she was running on 0% fuel for miles and miles and miles digging herself into the ground. Can't stress it enough. She's right next to me. <laughs> so I'm just kind of poking a fun at her. But um, yes, you know, honestly, guys, I wanted today's podcast to be really chill because I, I have to say this. I'm just going to be completely open and honest because I know some of you guys might relate to this. Sometimes it feels like you are participating in your quiet time every single day. Um, 
months go by and you don't necessarily feel emphasis on the word feel. Like you're having grand sparks of revelation. Fireworks are going off inside of you and you have to immediately run and preach the gospel to all nations because you just can't help but just overflow with it. And I'm just going to say it, you know, although I was at Bible college for a semester, I feel as though I could honestly be a little burnt out from five times. Um, and I was actually fortunate enough to read an amazing book by a man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And the book is called Life Together. According to the cover, it's sold over 150,000 copies. <laughs> oh, actually, no. There's over 150,000 copies in print. I guess that means maybe that they haven't sold all the way, but um, no, I'm sure they did. It's a really amazing book. Um, but one of the chapters really helped me break through my cycle of, you know, feeling guilty for not feeling sparks of fireworks when it comes to reading my quiet time. Like I had this question like, okay, you know, why am I not feeling like extreme ecstatic excitement every time I read my Bible? Like why do I sometimes come to it tired? And why do I sometimes feel like I'm digging and digging and digging only to get nowhere and possibly feel burnt out after? Well, I want to just encourage you right now that if you're feeling that, you're not alone, okay? And if you're listening to this and you're like, actually, I've been feeling fireworks for a long time now. That is amazing, and I love that for you. But I encourage you to keep listening anyway because you may run into a time where you are participating in your quiet time and you're not really feeling anything or you feel like you're digging and digging and digging and you're not reaching a grand revelation that you feel like you should be at. Anyways, so this book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer is filled with a lot of great things. Um, It's a lot of commentary on what he thinks your quiet time should be like. And generally, though, what a good Christian walk in life should look like. So he gives his two cents on things like that. Not necessarily everything he says I completely agree with. Um, but what he said here, I thought, you know, really just struck a chord within me. And I definitely wanted to share it with you guys. And um, my sister's actually reading another, well, she just finished it. So it was another book called Rethink Yourself by Trevin Wax. I'm sorry, Trevin, if it's Trevon, Trev, Trevin. I don't know, but I love the name. Um, yeah, she read another book that has a similar message um, to what I'm about to read. But um, anyways, here it goes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It is not necessary that we should discover new ideas in our meditation. Often, this only diverts us and feeds our vanity It is sufficient if the word, as we read it and understand it, penetrates and dwells within us. Now, maybe this struck a chord within me just because I had been reading and reading chapters upon chapters upon chapters, and this just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, But I think if I explain it here a little bit, it might make more sense. Um, If you can hear a little clanking... Yeah, my sister can read her part in her book. I knew that if I sat next to you, you... Lady, I was going to do this in a video. I knew if she sat next to me. Listen, Ashley, I knew if she sat next to me here, she couldn't help but get her little paws over into the microphone of the podcast scene. 
Um, but essentially, yes, he was talking in this chapter about meditation. Obviously, meditation can be a lot of different things. For the Christian, it is not emptying your mind, and that's not the pursuit that we're trying to go for. I think that can actually be quite dangerous. I think Christian meditation is about filling your mind and focusing on God and his scriptures and his words. And that is a healthy way that we can be meditating and a healthy way that we can be filling our mind and focusing on his word. Um, so med- one, one thing that you can do with meditation is meditate on his word. And generally, I hope for a lot of us that our quiet times look like meditating on God's word. It's us taking time out of our days to specifically go into our Bibles and focus on scripture, focus on the verses, and just truly let his word penetrate and dwell deep within us. Now, what he said, oh, what, Ashley? Oh, she was, um, she wants the microphone. No, you are definitely going to read it, but can I just say this? Um, yes. He says, it's not necessary that we should discover new ideas in our meditation. Now, the reason why this, I felt like hit me like a ton of bricks is because part of the reason why I feel like we feel pressure and we feel like we're digging and digging and digging and not feeling like extreme loads of excitement is because we come to our quiet time with the expectation that we're going to find new ideas that are going to blow our minds and is going to change our walk and our quiet time forever. And we feel like every single day that we're going to our quiet time. If we're not experiencing grand revelations, then we must be doing something wrong or maybe the spirit took a little vacation and it's not in us anymore or maybe you're depressed. Maybe there's 101 reasons why you're trying to scrounge up like why am I not feeling fireworks right now? And for me, part of the reason why I felt like a lot of just um, toil Um, an empty toil was because I was going into my quiet time expecting to have new ideas and new grand revelations and things that I can just scream on the mountaintops when in the reality is that God's word speaks for itself. We don't have to go into it with the idea that we are going to have a 10 page paper to write and to um, pontificate on. I, I'll tell you what, I'm a big pontificator. I'm pontificating right now. Um, my dad always jokes around with me that I'm a big pontificator and I just talk and can make a hundred points about a grain of salt. But um, I think that one of the reasons why we feel a heavy weight on us when we go into our quiet time is because we have our notebooks next to us, we have our pens, we have our highlighters, and we're like, okay time for a great grand revelation and we're getting anxiety when we're reading in Deuteronomy about the laws that, um, wow, maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe this is, maybe I'm just a bad Christian. Maybe God just doesn't speak to me like he speaks to other people. And it's hard with social media because a lot of Christians, um, in different walks in their different, um, seasons of life are getting, you know, our God is speaking to them in their quiet time and they are loving to share those ideas um, with the internet. And it's easy to compare ourselves and be like, wow, I must be doing something wrong. I must be a bad Christian. When the reality is, is that when we are meditating on God's word, 
We just need to let God's word speak for itself and let it dwell within us. And over time, that is going to change your hearts. And you don't have to put pressure on yourself to have a circus parade in in your quiet time every single day. Sometimes you just have to go into it, starting with prayer and just saying, God, you know what? I'm taking this time to meditate on your word. Life can sometimes feel like a burden, and I just want this time to fill up my cup. I just want to read your word for it is because it is wonderful, it is beautiful, it is perfect, and I know that over time, you are going to be changing my heart with this. So help me meditate, help me memorize, and help me just truly relish your word because, God, I don't want to come into this thinking that I need to have a million hundred new ideas Because oftentimes that can divert us and oftentimes that can turn into empty toil when we're trying to have grand revelations of things to say. Um, Truly, God's word does speak for itself. And I hope that that unleashes a load of bricks that you feel like when you right now, you know, sometimes you go into your quiet time and you feel stressed before you go into it because you feel like you need to be learning a grand revelation to share with your Bible study group. <laughs> Just kidding. That's one example. But also, I don't want to discourage you if you are getting, you know, lots of revelation from the Bible. Please be encouraged by that. God's word is transformative. And there are days that we all feel just on top of the world with the scriptures that we're reading. It just touches our heart and God is ministering to us in that way. But there does come days and sometimes months, sometimes weeks where you just aren't feeling extravagant in your quiet time. Lately, I have been really relishing time of prayer. And that is something that I've been wanting to work on over winter break is just praying before bed, but specifically praying on my knees. And I know, I know sometimes it's like, oh, it's kind of extra or like I can get the same effect if I'm just sitting or if I'm laying in my bed, but I actually feel like it's extremely transformative. It is physically humbling yourself, lowering yourself And it helps you then because you're doing it physically to in your heart, spiritually humble yourself before God. And it's almost a beautiful representation of just literally going down and laying your requests at Jesus's feet. And so that has been extremely transformative for me, talking with him, being in communion, being in relationship with him. Now, Ashley has been reading this amazing book by Trevin Wax. Sorry, Trevin. I'm sorry. Somehow I feel like that can't be how you pronounce his name. I'm sure I'm going to figure it out one day, but Trevin Wax. Oh, it is Trevin. Trevin. Yes, he wrote a book that Ashley was reading that she learned about in the Gospel Coalition. She will probably do a YouTube video on it that you'll see coming in the future. Um, but she was just, you know, reading off little bits and pieces to me. And well, listen up, y'all. Trevin's got something to say. Trevin's speaking truth into our generation. Um, and so I definitely knew that if I was doing this podcast next to her, she would want to spill a little bit into her two cents about this book, which is absolutely phenomenal. Also, I want to give a little shout out to our coffee and bible time youtube channel i did just come out with a song today um and it is a song that i made at the piano so if you guys want to listen to that when you're done with the podcast i'd appreciate that and i hope it resonates with you in that way it's a lot about what we're talking about here just in the sense of wanting to um ask god for strength and you know when your life is falling apart when your quiet time's falling apart, sometimes that's the best place to be in order to come to God. And so that's kind of what that song was about. 
but enough about that. Ashley, please share these wonderful words to close the podcast. Hi. <laughs> um, so I actually pulled up a text on my phone. It all, I knew you were going to react like that. You're like thinking I was just going to read up from the book, but I have more to say. Um, so chocolate in your tea? Yes, I just ate chocolate. Glad you guys can't smell my breath. Um, so I texted my friend last night. Can you pray for me? I've been in the word daily with my sister doing the Christmas Bible reading plan, but I feel as though I haven't been communing and really connecting with Jesus one-on-one. I miss those moments with the Lord and I feel like something is keeping me from spending time with him like Satan or something. I don't know. But it's just like I feel overwhelmed to come to my quiet time. And I kind of felt like that throughout the semester because the semester was so busy and I would just feel so tired. Like I feel tired even thinking about doing my quiet time. Like, I don't know. I feel exhausted. But I, the reason I read that is because we all experience moments like that in our in, in different seasons Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBTPODCAST, that's CBTPODCAST, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Okay, sorry guys. I'm looking over to the couch and my cats are going ham right now. Like ham. I wish you guys could see this. But I'm going to read to you a little page out of this book that I was just recently reading called Rethink Yourself. And here it goes. It says, one reason some followers of Jesus start with a strong commitment to read the Bible and yet later run out of steam is that they have too high of an expectation of what they will feel every time they read. And so he's just um, addressing Bible reading as believers. And he goes on to say, if you feel this way, you're not alone. Of course, it's right for us to approach the Bible with anticipation to expect to hear from God in a powerful and personal way. But the way the Bible does, the way the Bible does its work on our hearts is often not through the lightning bolt of inspiration, but through the gentle and quiet rhythms of daily submission of opening up our lives before this open book and asking God to change us. So change doesn't always happen overnight. It takes time. It takes time to grow in God's word and it's over days upon days upon months upon months upon years upon years of reading God's word that he will transform your heart. It's not just, okay, I had one quiet time and it felt 
amazing. And then that's it with my life of being a Christian. Or maybe you've had five or six quiet times where you felt nothing. And now you're thinking, why am I even trying to read the Bible? Like, what's the point? Like, nothing's happening. Well, here's the thing is Bible reading is a daily thing. It's a a daily discipline that you commit to. And it's kind of like eating food. You are daily eating food to nourish your body and to live. And that's what Bible reading is. It's a daily filling up your soul with God's word and his truth. And it's something that you have to come to every day, even if you don't feel like doing it. And it'll be worth it over time. And I think our culture, Taylor, tell me, I see you staring at those cats. So I'm trying to get your attention. Taylor, tell me what you think about this. If our culture... I feel like this can be our culture right now is that um, instant gratification, but kind of coming to the Bible and coming to Christianity with a selfish, me-centered mentality of saying, okay, what can I get out of this? What can I feel from this quiet time by reading this? Like, what can I learn that will be inspiring to me and make me feel good and make my day better rather than coming to the Bible and coming to your relationship with God with with an a, a focus on looking up rather than in and saying, okay, God, like I'm coming here because I want to know you better. I want your will be to, to be done. I want to learn what the Bible says as a whole, not just picking a scripture verse when I feel sad or when I want comfort, but coming to it literally every day, reading whole books of the Bible, reading chapters of the Bible, not just one Bible verse when I need a little inspiration and telling God, like, this is your word and I want to come to your word and learn from you and be transformed by you every day. And so it's kind of just that shift that we all need to have in our hearts of, how can I come to God's word with not a me-centered mentality, but a a God-centered mentality? And when you come to his word with a God-centered mentality, you will remember that it's not about the feelings. It's not about what you can get out of it so that your day may be inspired. And it's not about how can you be affirmed in your dreams, in your goals, in your passions. It's saying, you know what? No, I'm going to set all that aside. Come to God's word and say, Lord, your will be done in my life and my heart. You put my heart on your path as I read your word, not the other way around of you first. So I'm just giving a challenging message right here because I just read this book, Rethink Yourself. And it was a challenge because We live in a culture that is me-centered. You're always going to be told to look into your own heart and to see what your deepest desires are so that you can follow your deepest desires and that will define you. And that's what the culture is telling us. And we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, have an up-centered mentality, looking up to the Lord rather than an inward mentality and that affects everything. That affects our Bible study time. That affects our prayer time. It, it affects how we re- relate to others. It affects how we go through suffering. It affects how we look at the world, how we, anything, really anything. So I know this kind of went on a total tangent, I love it. <laughs> but 
I just want to encourage you guys that if you're not, if you're not extremely feeling deep, fuzzy butterfly feelings in your quiet times and prayer times, to push through that and to remember that two years down the line, three years down the line, 15 years down the line, when you're a grandma one day, you're going to look back and say, oh, I am so happy that I was in the word every single day. And if you weren't in the word, you're going to look back and probably think, man, I wish I would have been in the word even if I wasn't feeling it every single day. Because it will affect your heart long run. So those are my two cents. Thank you. I got to say that was definitely more than two cents. That was a million bucks. Thank you for that. It's like... I was listening to a podcast that I needed to hear, listening to you talk about that. It's easy to have the mentality of not even realizing you're going to your quiet time with a me-centered mentality. And that's another reason why you come into it burnt out. Because for so long, you're searching for me, me, me within the Bible, and it's not working, and it's not working, and it's not working, and it's not working. And then you're like, what's the point? The Bible's not working. You know what I'm saying? When said when you go into it focused on what can I learn about God, ultimately that is the most inspiring. Like week after week after learning and knowing about your creator who made you, who knows you best, that is ultimately inspiring. I hope you can hear our cat meowing right now. Charlie, come to mama. He uh, just went away from me, so that's a little awkward, but uh, I hope you guys were inspired by this podcast and you know what? Honestly, if you can resonate, give this podcast a like, give this podcast a follow, share it. That's it. I was like, can you even like podcasts? But somehow I feel like you can do stars somewhere. We're not extreme podcast gurus, if you can believe it or not. But yes, please share this with somebody. If you know that they're burnt out in their quiet time, if you know that, you know, your girlfriend, your guy friend is struggling with something like this, go ahead, share this with them. And I hope that you guys have a newfound perspective or honestly just a little boost of um excitement for your next quiet time knowing that you can let a load off of your shoulders and you can come into it excited about knowing your creator with not as much not as much expectation on yourself um there's no way that you can do a quiet time wrong okay as long as you're going into it and and trying to um search for God and obviously not take uh, scripture out of context because that would be doing quiet time wrong. But <laughs> I don't even know why I'm talking about this. I haven't even been through hermeneutics yet, but yeah, there's definitely been a lot of times that I've taken verses out of context. And one big reason why you can okay, take, you're going I just have to say this one reason why you can't take verses out of context is if you have the me-centered mentality. Am I right? That's a big trap. And I've fallen victim into it many times. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to this. And we'll see you in our next podcast. Bye.